Hi, everyone, and welcome to Autism Conversations, a podcast by the autism programs at the University of New Mexico Center for Development and Disability. I am Jamie Swalby, and I am so happy to be here as your facilitator for today's panel um, titled Navigating Employment and Autism, Self-Advocate Perspectives. Today, I have the great pleasure of talking with three extraordinary young women who are autistic self-advocates. They bring knowledge and insights into the world of employment. Everything from being a job seeker to navigating the workplace environment. Um, and I'm so excited that they are here to share their wisdom with us today. Please help me welcome Amelia and Dickie, Sierra McGraw, and Savannah Oster. Thank you all for being here today. Um, and I, I think that I'd love if we could start off with having you each introduce yourself. Um, Amelia, will you start us off? Sure, I'm happy to. Thank you, Jamie. Good morning. My name is Amelia and Dickie. I am a job seeker who is on the autism spectrum, and I'm excited to share my knowledge on navigating employment and autism, a self-advocate perspective. Thank you so much. Um, Sierra. <clears throat> um, hello, everyone. My name is Sierra. Um, I'm 22, and I'm on the spectrum, and I am been working as a lunch aide at a private school for about a year and a half. And I am really, really excited to to share my experience and and talk about what it's like to be in the workplace as an autistic. Fantastic. Thank you, Sierra. Um, and finally, Savannah. Hello everyone, my name is Savannah. I am I am an office assistant at the CDD for the Autism and Other, Dis uh, Other Development and Disability Program at the CDD. And I am also a person with autism as well. And I am gonna be giving advice on how it is to do, to navigate the workplace with autism. Oh my gosh, thank you all so much. I'm really excited to learn from you today and thank you for being here. Um, we have gathered questions that have come in from the community, um, the autism community in New Mexico regarding employment. And so today I will bring up those questions for you and we can have a discussion around those. So I'm gonna get started with those questions that we have. And our first question that's come up from our community is how do I get a job? Um, what do I do while I'm waiting for a new job to begin? So if you all wanna chime in on that, um, that'd be great. First of all, you have to do to find a new, to find a new job, my advice is to get, to look for your passion, kind of figure out what your passions are what you're interested in, and then looking for jobs on the website, see what's out there, see what aligns with your passions, and then making sure you have the experience you have before getting a job and 
or, or an internship could lead you to more. So doing an internship is really a good way to, to get your foot in the door, even with an internship. And then getting experience that way you were more likely to qualify for your dream job that you hope for one day. I did exactly that. And, and then you apply, look online dates a couple times a week. I would just do checking and then apply by the best consideration date. Do it way before then that way they're more likely to consider you and go from there. And, and then how you get a job too is just for an interview process, you do a two-minute window back window so that way you can keep your answers short and sweet and always prepare for the interview that was Um to piggyback off of what Sierra is saying is um some of the ways I've tried um don't seem to be working anymore. Like Sierra was mentioning, you know, searching online, searching indeed. So um I've ended up having to go back to the drawing board and meet with my DVR uh, division of vocational rehab counselor to figure out what approach is right for me and my skills. Um, and I'm actually getting ready to be starting the discovery process, which is a hands-on approach to um, find them night match for you in your your um, skills. So I'm excited to start this um, describing process, but I'm also a little bit nervous. Uh, but I'm excited to continue on my journey of finding um, employment. Nice. I mean, thank you both for, for sharing us. <laughs> That's a lot. Anybody, anybody else want to chime in? I guess, just for me, I mean, my advice to people who who wants who wants to get a job is to, you know, it does take a lot of time and process to find what you're looking for, especially based on your skills and passion and something that you want to do for for your for what you need and and also for how do I say this and also to get and also be ready to like see the world like like when I like when I was looking for a job it did take me a lot of time in process to find what I need and and what I have been passionate about for 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 years and some and and you do and also it's best to to have support from your friends and family family for your job process if even during the interview it can be a little bit nerve-wracking absolutely i you all have touched on such great things i I hear you talking about passion and and some persistence and keep trying, keep getting out there. And it sounds like that's been a big part of everything that you, you all have been through in the job search. Um, th there was another piece of that question. What do you do while you're waiting for a job to begin? Does anybody have any thoughts about that? For me, 
uh, for me, Jamie, while I'm waiting for uh, God to begin, is once it's gotten accepted to wherever you're going to be, there should be a waiting time for position start right away. It depends on where your blood pressure is going to be at. And if you're waiting a long time, like I have to, I trust myself and I recommend you to step or do this step. We do absolutely want to do in your hobbies because once you begin your job, you be so busy, you may not have as much free time as activity plan. So then after and then I would just still continue those even when you're working. Just a really good work balance so important doing the best you can to make sure you stay or yourself for a while and you're working with that. That's great advice. And it can be really hard the waiting when you're waiting for an interview, when you're waiting um, to see if the job's opening, all of those things are it just seems the job process, the employment process is a lot of good so true, Jamie. It is so true. And I think it's what I've been through. And that's why you don't ever get up and no like you just I follow the Lord and I just take this time and I always know the process perfect for this if I trust him and not be debating him. That's why you don't give up on it because you don't get to your bed, you always step forward, get the job you hope for. It's just your hard job to do And stay confident too. <laughs> confidence <laughs> I like that that's such good advice Savannah um I I don't necessarily say I've been the most patient um about waiting for the right job I've just I've just been really frustrated with um feeling like I have to keep starting over um I actually did an internship with Savannah um back in 2019 at the UNM and ended up having an interview and was going to be hired and then they just needed to do paperwork and then the pandemic hit and kind of everything came to a halt. But over, you know, once I got connected with DVR, found a job developer, that light came on and then Throughout the time it's gone off, and um, I'm hoping after my meeting today, the light will be being relit, and that hope of finding the right job and having the support that I need, and um, everyone being on the same page will uh, be lit, be be lit again. But like you mentioned earlier, Jamie. I mean, I do kind of have a job because, um, you know, I um, have a one-year-old niece who um, I help babysit three days a week, and she just looks up to me and smiles and coos every time she hears my voice. And, um, she's beginning to walk with me holding her fingers. and um, So in that sense, I kind of do have a job. And I'm also... Um, involved in the disability community and have given myself a title because of my many roles, um, multi-role disability advocate and leader due to my many roles and several leadership positions I hold within the disability advocacy community. 
I love that. And and I hear you really acknowledging the work that you are doing and work within the disability community. And that's excellent advice to acknowledge what you are doing. That's fantastic. Um, our next question that we have coming in is, um, you all have touched on it just a little bit, but the question is, how do I prepare for an interview? Any thoughts, things that you have done for that? Um, for me to to prepare for like in an interview, um, I do. It's always important to like dress professionally because because it gives it gives the interv the interviewer some good impression, and also I mean I have to make sure I have good hygiene and make sure I'm kind of have the uh, questions prepared, and so that if if I'm ready to like ask some questions for for the in for the for the for the interview that I have for the interview, then I can then I can act then I can ask the interview like like okay if there's does it does do we require a mask? Do we do do we have to require a uniform? Um, do we or how many how many hours should I should I get? So so that I it's it's not only that that the that the interviewer can can answer these, but I would know what what to do so that so that I so that I can I can get familiar with the job. I think it was a lot with uh... Some of the stuff I have done in the past, um, and when I was involved, when I was attending college, one of my classes was uh, regarding uh, like preparing for an interview, and we did a lot of mock interviews. Um, and uh, I know when I was interviewing for the position at UNM. Um, my job developer and I practice a mock interview and that's hoping that's something that I hope in this new journey that I'm going to be taking, um, I can still implement that in practice. Um, and I don't do that just for interviews, but, you know, um, I'm giving a presentation, uh, we, you know, often have practice sessions so that we can work out any cakes that we have, even for this podcast, we had several practice sessions uh, kind of to prepare us for the actual uh, process so that you're not as nervous and can work out some of the glitches ahead of time. And I agree with you, Sierra, about dressing for success. Um, I don't do that just in uh, an interview. I always try to put a uniform on for whatever activity um, I do, whether it's educational, recreational, professional, um, spiritual, whatever event I am going to, I really try to dress for success in 
uh, so that I'm uh, not only representing the the activity, but I'm more mentally in the mindset of that activity, and also you know giving a good good impression. So like disclosing uh people especially in the interview that 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 you that you have uh, autism or you are autistic um during i during the interview i thankfully have have some someone that i know that 
that that I can disclose to that I am autistic. So, so it, but but it is sometimes is difficult when you're trying to like disclose that you are autistic, and so um it's kind of really it does really based on how comfortable how comfortable you are um because because someone that I was interviewing with is someone that I know I was I was very comfortable to disclose that um um it does it does take a lot of education to to my coworkers and some of the staff that I am autistic and um they they thankfully they they have understood that I am different from from anyone else, especially to the to the children that 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 maybe wanted wanted to know what autism is, because they maybe have a classmate who is autistic. I do autistic in my I always autistic because it's really important they know you and. You'll be able to talk to them like you need to have a business model to have a support with them. I do that with employers. No way, employers will know what I will need at every time I do for it. I think that I ask that when my approach is my job, if I go missing, and I, I need a little more guidance, please, that I need the clarity on that way they know to give up to me. That way. And I tell them what they're bringing in the past, but they know it's an emergency feature. But you mentioned more school companies. I might buy things to like to do your, what you have at school, that way they can help you in the workplace. They tell you what you've done before. And I ask, but so there's clarification with my past, and that way I can, 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 that I just ask myself, the questions are really good, but please ask questions. People, employers, anyone, employers will appreciate this question for sure. And just those people who have been very good with you, you can do more about you. They're just having where I am at this conversation. And so you can ask them for conversations. I personally um, have chosen not to disclose unless um, I'm comfortable and am asked. Um, I often think me and refer to myself as um, I don't. Uh, I try not to focus on my disabilities; rather, I focus on my abilities. So very seldom. Do you want to mention that, uh, mention about if anything about my disabilities? Um, it's just a personal choice of, um, and I've always, I like to do uh, more person-centered. So think of the person first. Um, and um, so, you know, unless I'm asked and am comfortable disclosing, I typically will not default will not disclose that I have autism. Well, thank you. Thank you for the, the 
the honesty you share with her. I would do with that. And and it sounds from what you will say, it's just an individual an individual process and figuring that out for yourself. Thank you all. Um we have we have two more questions that have come up and um the next one is how do I request accommodations in the workplace? Um, and Savannah touched on talking about accommodations a little bit. Um, but what I really request how you do request accommodations to sign up to the supervisor, letting them know that they need to help succeed with the job plan like I said earlier about just Based on your mother's school and college, because that way they grow it. They talk to you, they ask what needs to do, and then you help them with the times of what you guys are working, or what the workplace is like. And my, my, my supervisor will ask me, well, what helps me, and well, then I tell them about what projects to help with that, and what things to do. We can all work together to be successful. I need that attitude is really important too in the workplace too. The attitude is for what you would help Um, I, I, I do sometimes request accommodation at work, but only when it's necessary for me, because because. Even though when you're in a cafeteria serving some kids lunch and stuff, it tends it tends to get a little loud, which is which is understandable. And I and I learn a lot, um, but but there are there are sometimes if I kind of like need accommodation, like like let's just say earplugs or 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 maybe a a special. Or maybe something on a, or maybe a special item I need to, to accommodate for myself, and so, so only so I only do request accommodate accommodation only when it's necessary. I kind of am the same way. Um, like one of the um, accommodation I uh, will need is regarding um. Transportation, because I do rely on the Sunbed Paratransit uh, service to get me to and from work, which um, can sometimes not always be the most dependable. Um, so just you know, I don't necessarily I wouldn't necessarily say it would be a, a combination. It would rather I feel like it would rather be a more of an understanding. That you know, in informing my employer that you know I do rely on trans this transportation and it you know um it fluctuates as to when you know sometimes I get there super early and sometimes I get there super late um and also um you know just making before. Going to make those accommodations. Um, write down what what you what accommodations you need, and maybe you know why you need them, so that if 
um, you know, player asks, you know, very, you know, you have, you can verify why you need these accommodations and how they will help you be successful. That's such great advice to write things down. I think that's such a, a helpful piece for everyone. And accommodations are unique for, for each person. So great advice, everyone. Our last question today, um, and this one's, a, this one's a big question, but people are wondering, how do I navigate a difficult situation before? Now, uh, for me, um, I've had several difficult situations, uh, both both in my personal life as well as um, recreational and professional, that I've had to figure out how to navigate. And sometimes figuring out how to navigate them on the spot, uh, but all but. And can be challenging, but also with a little bit of encouragement and support and something I'm always willing to overcome and navigate, even if, you know, um, we have to come back to it at a later time when we're all calm and um, collected and not going to say something that, that we regret. We regret I've actually been in some situations where I've tried to resolve it while everyone was upset and there have there were things that were said that uh, both parties have wished they could take back. And some of the things I still hear going through my head that either I've said or that was said to me. Um, I think for me, like I said before, uh, the lunch, the, the cafeteria could be like really, really loud sometimes. And there could be some situations where I could feel like a, a bit overwhelmed. Um, if I do get like overwhelmed, I usually like, like step back and, and, and go somewhere that is like very quiet. So, and then, and then put on something that kind of calms me down, calms me down. And then once I'm ready, I can, I can, I can like go, go back to whatever I'm doing. So, so sometimes when there's situations, when there's, when, when you're kind of like overwhelmed, it's okay to like step back and, and, and make sure you ask the coworkers like, Hey, I need a moment. So that so that they know that 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 you're that you're overwhelmed and you need a moment. And thankfully, I have supportive coworkers who who know that I that I have um, that that I know when I'm like overwhelmed. They they tend they do they do remind me that hey, if you're overwhelmed, you're welcome to step back. So it sounds like and, supportive and easier. Thank you. That's also a very good point here. Um, I also tend sometimes can get overstimulated. So, you know, 
Sometimes when I'm in the moment, I don't always think of their strategy until it's too late. Um, but I'm getting better about sensing when I'm starting to get overwhelmed and start using those strategies so that it doesn't get to the top of why I just have a complete meltdown. Uh, so sometimes, you know, like, you know, use like a fidget toy or, you know, sometimes kind of music and try to either physically or mentally remove myself from that stimulation um, until I can kind of reset and then go back into the situation to, you know, move forward and, you know, there is an issue trying to resolve it when we're more calm so that we don't regret something. It's really important information um, that you just shared, but sometimes it sounds like you do know that sometimes you may not know kind of what you mean. It's okay that I was in the situation sometimes. It's hard to recognize. Yeah, that's really, really true. It's a hard I'm not a great with this because the person is going to have to be in a day. I just feel like I know in the case of and this media with it keeps going on with situations that come up and problems that I have been working with. I very quickly I let them know what's going on, but we're just going to get through it, or just keep on getting through it. And then I think it's just coming to stop coming down to my day to the and we're very fortunate that it's not a good feeling that it's working. In the workplace, but in those situations, what helps you is how they've gotten more to be stronger. And I am up there and I'm working with my mom. I am going to be able to do it. It's also being myself in a very difficult situation. I work even in a situation in a big challenge. I know who is this is with me and I get uses a lot. I think it's Jesus and looking around him to help me and that helps me do better when I'm trying really hard to do better in the situations and especially in the workplace that we we all come together um, from different parts of the, the world and we come together and we do a job and so sometimes it's hard thank you for that that advice you all and um, we have you all have given such great advice for all of the questions that have come up in the community um does anyone have any last thoughts they thought oh, I wish I shared
Oh, okay. Um, I do want to say, especially to everyone who may be listening to this, um, I do want to know that, you know, um, I want, if, if, if you have someone who is autistic, um, I think it's like really important that, that you should, you should give them respect and also, and also give, give some patience, you know, some, sometimes I may, sometimes we may be a little bit slow because, because one, we are learning and, and two, it may be, we are kind of like getting comfortable with the environment that we're in. So it's always good to have some respect, some kindness and some patience. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we all human beings, we make mistakes and, and, and we just learn from it. Well, it says here, um, yeah, just be patient, you know, uh, like we've mentioned so many times, it takes, finding a job takes time um, and just, you know, don't give up uh, and just, you know, you know, just keep trying and, you know, focus on your skills and abilities rather than your uh, disabilities and weaknesses. Wow, that, you know, that is such a beautiful way for us to wrap this up. Thank you for those final thoughts that you shared and, and, Wow, I have learned so much from you all today and in your journeys and your journeys are, you know, continuing on and and um I hope in the future we have an opportunity to to talk again because it's powerful and, and this topic in particular is it can be really challenging for our people and um, our community is really coming together saying we need we need to know about jobs, we need to know about employment. Thank you so much for your time. I thank you for your wisdom. Um, and I love that we're leaving this on patience and, and respect. That is a fantastic way for us to sign off for today. And I want to thank you all, all of the brilliant people on this panel um, for joining us today at Autism Conversations. And I also want to thank you, the listener, for tuning in for this wonderful conversation. If you are interested in hearing more Autism Conversations podcasts, we do have some. You're in luck. 
and we invite you to check us out on the Autism Programs portal. Um, you can also find us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, if you are in New Mexico and seeking autism-based resources and supports, please contact the Autism Family and Provider Resource Team at UNM um, Center for Development and Disability. Our phone number is 505-272-1852. Also, if you're on social media, please visit the UNN Center for Development and Disability Facebook page. Be sure to like our page and follow us. Um, this is Jamie Swalby, uh, and I've had such a great time with you all today. Um, I hope that you and everybody listening has enjoyed today's podcast, and we at Autism Conversations hope you will join us next time for another episode of Autism Conversations. Thank you.